This episode of the podcast is brought to you by being emotionally unavailable for children, so you decide to adopt a highway instead. That's a thinker. You know what? You know about the adopt a highway I, program? I, I know about it. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits the Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. I'm actually the understudy. Yeah. Uh, today we are talking about, which I think we've actually done one of these before, and maybe I was wrong. Um, kind I, of. I, th- I think so, but I felt like because we've uh, we're like kind of rebooting and restarting and a different RSS feed and everything that we could kind of go back and maybe rehash some some topics that we've already done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk about perfect casting. I wanted to talk about. Um, roles in which you cannot imagine somebody else playing except for the person that played it. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, there's so much in like something that, you know, I don't love these movies, but like Marvel films, right? Like mm-hmm. those people have become those, those characters, characters yeah. right? Like Captain America, like Chris Evans is Captain America. Oh, 100%. Now, right? Like Tony Stark, like Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Patrick Stewart is Professor X. Always. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you can't imagine really anybody else playing them. You know, uh, I, w- I won't say too many because maybe they're one of yours. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there are it's kind of like that weird Marvel effect. Right. And I've kind of made that argument that, like, yeah, there's they're not really movie stars anymore. Like their characters are yeah. like they are their characters. Um, so, you know, I didn't go down the Marvel route personally just because. You know, me. it's too easy. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um but that all being said, Zach, why don't you start us off with your first pick? So immediately I thought of the same thing. I thought of like the Marvel effect where it's like the perfect casting. And I could have made like an entire list of like just like Marvel DC casting that like was perfect. Um, but I chose one. Okay. I had to choose one. I chose the one that I felt like was the most deserving. And that is Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Oh, okay, I thought from, it was, I thought it was going to be Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. No, I think that's a little too obvious. Like even like Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is a little too obvious. Um, Robert Downey Jr. I think like not only his entire look, but like his personality perfectly encompasses like Tony Stark, like the billionaire playboy who's a genius who like is super sarcastic, likes to have fun, drinks, and then, like, goes out and fights crime. And then wants the recognition that he fights crime is played so well by Robert Downey Jr. Like, you can say what you want about, like, the Marvel films and, like, whether you liked them or you hated them or, like, you watched 16 out of the 342 films. Right. But Iron Man, as Robert Downey Jr., is, like, always one of those ones where it's, like, that's just Iron Man. Like, you you can't, like, there is no way in hell at this point, like, with Marvel that, like, you can cast, like, anybody else as him. Like, yeah. Iron Man is is done and gone. Like, you can't do anything else. <laughs> like, like that is him. Yeah. And I, I give props to Robert Downey Jr. because I know this was, like, kind of like a saving grace type film for him in yeah. 2008 when, like, he was kind of, like, down on his luck. And, like, I know he had, like, I, I think, like, bad drug addiction or, like, alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got clean, and then, like, he he got ready to play this role. And beforehand, he was just more or less kind of, like, a side character in yeah. most films. And for him to be, like, on the main stage and, like, just knock it out of the park and then just build this reputation for himself. 
Like kudos to him. Do you since I'm not nearly as well versed in the Marvel films as you, is there anybody in the Marvel films that you feel like is horribly casted? Um or maybe not horribly, but just just like just not quite working for you? There's a couple, like I mean it it was weird when I found out like Vin Diesel was Groot. I was like, you could have. <laughs> that doesn't really count. It's just a voice. Yeah, and he, like, and he says, you, "I am Groot." And you could have gotten anybody to do that. Like, yeah. I don't think you need like a big budget person for it. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Brie Larson, so for her to be Captain Marvel, mm. uh, it was kind of like, eh, like I guess. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, like I think Marvel's pretty pretty, good. pretty spot on with like everything. Um. Like even even like the Sony like X Men stuff like pretty spot on. Um, again, I talked about like Patrick Stewart, um, Ian McCullen playing Magneto. I think was really really great. Even like the stuff like First Class with Michael Fassbender, um, being Magneto like the younger version, super good. James McCoy being like the young, uh, Patrick Stewart, but like Professor X. Oh, okay, like like really good casting overall. Never seen any of those. They're not good. <laughs> it's 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 so fucking hard to get a good X Men film. <laughs> like it's literally like one and two, and that's it. Like that's all you and really Logan. need to watch. Logan's great. Yeah, Logan's good. Um, okay, so I wanted to pick my my first pick is a little bit more fun, mm-hmm. um, and I probably would have never chosen this movie if I didn't have uh, you know, my girlfriend her her nephew is like ten years old. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I've been dating her for five years, so I met him when he was five. So there's a lot of kids movies and stuff that are around, um, being played in the house a lot of the times. And I will say that I think like literally perfect, like nobody similar to Iron Man for like, I don't think anybody else could possibly play this role. Mm -hmm. And I am talking about Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. In the <laughs> Scooby-Doo movies. Yes. He is perfect. You know he does some of the voice acting, too, for the animated movies I didn't, and shows? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But, man, when I watch those live-action movies with her nephew, I mean, he is, lit, like, spot-on mm-hmm. perfection. Yes. He's got the look, the voice, everything about him. The the He's got, like, the physicality. Yeah. He is perfect. Like <laughs> <laughs> he is just so so good. The, the way that he the way that he uses his face to mm-hmm. animate um, and and kind of uh, you know build up the like he's so good at um like physical comedy yeah and like it's so crazy to to you know because like personally me like I know Matthew Lillard from Scream right that's yes. like yeah that's Matthew Lillard for me mm-hmm. but then I watched him in in so like. You know, I watched him in uh in in the Scooby Doo movies, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Matthew Lillard is playing Shaggy, and as soon as he comes on the screen, it's like, yeah, no, that's Shaggy. Yeah, exactly. There's no other. There I, is no other Shaggy. I'm actually a big fan of the two movies. Like, I know a lot of people got hate for like the second movie, like when they're on like the the island, yeah, with uh Scrappy, right? But like, I really I saw enjoy- that one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like I really enjoy those movies. Yeah, they're fun. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're again again like they're fun kids movies for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy is just perfect. Yeah, that's cool. Um, one that we just recently did, uh, and we kind of talked about where it's like it, it was like the best casting for it. Uh, Choi Min Sik. Who? What? Choi Min Sik. Oh, okay. Um, who played Kyung Cho yeah. in I Saw the Devil yeah. 2010. 
he is just so good in that film yeah. like as as like the main antagonist that like it's just so hard to see like anybody else playing that role and i talked about it again where it's like him as odaisu in old boy yep. um which i would love to do at some point um because that is also a really good film but like I talked about it where it's, like, he, he really, like, personifies the character in this film of, like, being, like, this scumbag murderer of women that, like, also eats people. And then also, like, the the way that, like, his character changes throughout the film where it's, like, you want him to get the, be- the shit beat out of him. And then it slowly progresses into, like, you kind of feel bad for him. And then you kind of feel, like oh, no, fuck that again because he became, like, an asshole and, like, got the upper hand. Yeah. Like, he he just has, like, this really cool character arc within a film, and that's really hard to get, especially in films that are, like, 90 minutes to, like, two hours long where it's, like, getting a full arc Yeah, is really hard, and I feel like he really, really got that nailed on the head. Yeah. Can't really imagine anybody else playing a really, really good psychopath. Yeah. Um. Okay. My next pick is one that uh, I don't know. I can't. I think we did this movie like way early in in in, in our in our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are we going with this? Um, I want I wanted to recommend or I wanted to kind of acknowledge him playing Ray Marcus in Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. Um. I mean. He's so like you look at Aaron Taylor Johnson on the red carpet and other movies, and he's so likable and he's so handsome, so good looking, and you know, and he's just got like the he's he's like really charismatic. But then you watch him in Nocturnal Animals, and you're like, I hate you. Like you are such a fucking dirty scumbag person, Mm -hmm. and he plays it so well, where where you are genuinely kind of scared of him. And, and like every time he's on the screen, you feel like you need to take a shower. Hmm. Like it's so rare to get that kind of performance out of somebody, you know, because like, I mean, how often does that ever happen? Right. Where, where you like, and I'm not even like, I'm not trying to, I'm not like playing it up. Like I'm so serious. Like you watch that movie and every time he's on the screen, he all, he genuinely makes your skin crawl. Yeah. He's so gross. Yeah. Like just him being like that serial killer kind of like psychopath, like hillbilly style. To him. And, yeah. and he's just, he's just so good at playing. And it's like so crazy because he was kick-ass. Yeah. Right. And it's like this young kid. And, and you, and you watch him and then all of a sudden he kind of like, I don't know, he kind of disappeared from my view for a while. Then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I see him in nocturnal animals and he's just, I didn't even realize it was the same person. I know. I know. Uh, really, really good performance. Um, if you haven't seen nocturnal animals, I would recommend watching that movie. And I think it's that heavy kinda, though. Yeah, it is. I think that kind of like kickstarted his career too, where it's like, like really kickstarted it. Oh yeah. Because now like you look at like the stuff of like him being in like bullet train that we did like last year. And then now like him being signed on to be Craven the Hunter, which I've gone on and on about, where it's like now he's going to be part of Marvel and like this big epic thing that I've been wanting for fucking years and I finally get it. Yeah. Now, if only Guillermo del Toro will make a Lovecraftian film. Right. That's all I need left. But yeah, like I agree. Like Aaron Taylor Johnson, that's a that's a good pick. Yeah. Um, Little weird one for me. Uh, Val Kilmer as uh, Jim Morrison in the Doors film. Yeah. Very like, good. It a little like a little weird 
because it's like he looks so much like him in it. I know. Like he looks so much like Jim that it's like scary that like he lost a bunch of weight and like for him to get like the haircut and like he actually like I don't know if you knew this like there's actual stuff of him where it's like he was singing the songs. Yeah. And like he was like almost spot on with it like yeah. how Jim would sing it. And for whatever reason, they were like, no, we got to, like, dub it over. But it's, like, I, f- I feel like if you can find, like, some type of footage of, like, him doing, like, songs. Like, even if he did, like, something, like, like People Are Strange. Yeah. If, he, if you just find, like, him singing that song and then look at him in the Doors film, you'd be like, okay, like, there's, there's no way else that they could have done that. Yeah. And I think it's very funny because it's, like, Val Kilmer, like, that was still, like, in the prime of his career. So it's, like... To do that film, and then it didn't get like the best reviews. I know like a lot of people like didn't really really love the Doors movie. Yeah, um, which is fine. It's whatever. Like I I watched it when I was like sixteen, and I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. Yeah, but again, too, you kind of lose yourself in Val Kilmer you, being him. Yeah, I think that his performance probably kind of makes that movie really like worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a very good performance. Okay. Um, I wanted to recommend, or I keep saying I wanted to recommend, I wanted to acknowledge uh, Numi Rapace in uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo playing yes. Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I read those books, mm-hmm. and now I can't not imagine mm-hmm. Numi Rapace. Like, she's just perfect. Yeah. That's just her now. It's that's the fa- like it's the face, it's the body, it's the tattoos. Everything about her was just so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the movie's really good. The American version's really good, mm-hmm. and the Swedish version's really good, probably better. Um, but Jesus Christ, Numira Pace, and she's so good at like transforming. You look at Numira Pace similarly to like the the, the thing that I kind of always kind of reference back to is. Like looking at them in in the real world, like looking at, at at the character or looking at the at the actor when they're just out and about or all glammed up on the red carpet doing their thing, and then you look at them in their movie, yeah, and she looks so dramatically different, right? Like that is just not the same person. And Jesus Christ, like the the physicality that she's able to bring to that role and how much weight she lost. Cause she's so like, so small in that mm-hmm. movie. Um, I can't imagine a better, a better, um, Elizabeth. Like mm-hmm. when I was reading those movies, cause I, or when I was reading those books, cause I, I read the book first and then I watched the film. Yeah. As soon as she comes on the screen, I'm like, yep, <laughs> that's her nailed it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You know, I've it's, never seen any of those films. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. The sweet, the Swedish version, they actually did the full trilogy. Okay. And then David Fincher did one yeah. version. Um, the David Fincher one's very good. I think I've only seen like the scene where it's like, she like hangs the guy from upside down in his apartment. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a really good, um, investigative kind of noir type film. It's very good. Hmm. Okay. Next up, I don't know if this is on your list. We've we've talked about this quite a bit. Um, I had to throw it in there because, like, it literally was the casting that would have made or break the film. Uh, But Christoph Waltz as Hans Lando. Mm -hmm. 2009 in Glorious Bastards. The man is so good. And, And to have it where it's like, 
Tarantino was literally looking for somebody that could speak like five different languages. Yeah. And like also be a good actor. Yes. Also be a good actor and charismatic and, and be a villain. Yeah. And for him to be like, I'm a week away from like just canceling the entire thing, like not making the film altogether. Yeah. And to find Christoph Waltz and to have him not fucking steal the show. Not (laughs) yet. Not only be a part of the film, but yeah, to steal the show of the film. Like, like there, there's two people in, in glorious bastards that you always talk about. You always talk about Hans Londo and you always talk about Adolf Hitler. Well, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Lieutenant Aldo rain. (laughs) Right. Um, and, and it's just insane. Cause it's like, he's so likable as a character yet. He's so evil of a Nazi. And it's like, that's just, that's Christoph Waltz just playing the character too, too well. Yeah. It's you're right. I didn't I didn't want to choose it because it's obvious for it's, you. It was a little too yeah obvious and on the nose. And I've spoken about that movie so many times, so mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it is perfect. It's there, per, it's perfection. There is one of my honorable mentions that I've kept it as an honorable mention because I'm pretty sure it's one of your picks. It's definitely not. Um. So my next one is Salma Hayek in the Frida movie, who she plays Frida. Hmm. Have you ever seen Frida? I have not. I know Salma Hayek though. She, I mean, you look at you look at Frida, uh, you look at photos and art and the art that she did, and then you go back and you watch and you and you watch this movie, and and Salma Hayek as as Frida is just, I mean, she nailed everything about her. You know, I took like um an art history in in school, and mm-hmm. you learn a lot about Frida. And how much of a fucking psycho she was. Like, she's like just out of her mind. Um, and the movie captures it so well. And her relationship with her husband. And this on again, off again. And sleeping with other people. And she, I mean, the unibrow is perfect. Like, mm-hmm. she's just so, re- she's just so good as Frida. Um, it's a good movie. I would recommend it. But, I mean, I can't imagine anybody, like, genuinely, I can't imagine anybody else playing her. Mm-hmm. Um she's just it's perfect i mean you 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 watch her come out you know and she's got like the unibrow and her hair is done exactly the same way and you're just like yeah i mean you look at photos of frida and you look at you look at selma hayek and you're like it's perfect mm-hmm. like it is perfect <laughs> and there's no and you know and selma hayek she's a really really strong actress mm-hmm. of course she's kind of gone and done some like Adam Sandler movies and things oh, yeah. like that. But I mean, like kind of with Selma Hayek back in like the early two thousands and late nineties. And, and like when she was kind of like really kind of like a super, a, a, you know, a superstar. Yeah. She was like the, it girl. she was so good. And she's like for deservingly. So not only just because of like, yeah, she's beautiful, but like, she's genuinely a really, really good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, her and Frida was just perfect. Nice. Yeah. Last one for me. I got some honorable mentions. A um, little bit of weird one. Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, Back to the Future. Yeah, it's he, kind, he's kind of perfect. It's you're right. kind of hard to be like, there's anybody else in this world that could play him. Yeah, and then like finding out too that like he was um in like the Adams Family films as like he was Uncle Fester. Yeah, it's like that was fucking weird for me. Really? Like yeah, because like I had only known him as Doc Brown, oh, and okay. for him to do like something else, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like look at him, he's bald. Yeah, yeah. But like him as Doc Brown, he like legitimately makes the film. Like it is that kind of effect where it's like when Doc Brown isn't on screen, you're, you're just waiting for him to come back. <laughs> yeah, like where is he? Yeah, like you're like yeah, Marty, I like you. You're cute, but like come on, like yeah. where's Doc? I know. Like he's just so good. The the 21 gigawatts. Like it's he's he makes the film. Yeah. Um. 
It's a good movie, man. Yeah, we I did just, it. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that. We, we, I don't remember we did So it. that was like the first like like holidays month where it's like you were like, I don't have any holidays movies, so we're going to do Back to the Future. I chose it? Yeah, you chose that Oh, movie. nice. I did like it. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it because I, I saw it for the first time. It must have been like a few years ago. Yeah. I, it was probably for the uh, podcast. Um, and We got to watch the third one. I was though. very impressed. I was really like, I, I liked it. I didn't really like the second one all that much because no. it's just like the same thing. Exactly. Like, eh. The second one's okay. The third one is a great Western. <laughs> like you would love it like yeah. for that reason. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the third one. I should. Um, all right. So my last pick is another performance that was so shocking I needed to like pause the movie and mm-hmm. just kind of like take it in for a moment. Um and that is Charlize Theron who plays um what the hell's her name? Eileen in the movie Monster. Yes. So that's also on my watch list. Like I saw her and I was like, "Wow, she fucking like rocked it with like the makeup and the design." I mean, dude, movies about Eileen, who is a, it's, you know, based on a true story mm-hmm. about this woman who's, I think she was, yeah, she's a prostitute. We don't like to use that word. She was a, a woman of the night and, uh, <laughs> a vampire. Uh, and she ends up becoming a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, one of the best performances I've ever seen mm-hmm. from the physical change. Um, you're right, like these, like the makeup and all that. I mean, obviously, that's not really so much her. That's more of the makeup department. But the transformation that she went through, and the body, mm-hmm. and the way that she plays it, and you, you, she plays it with like such sincerity that you're, you, you're, like, you're like you're a serial killer, but like, and you're such a damaged person, but like, I kind of like you. You, you're, you're kind of sweet in a way. But you're a fucking killer, and mm-hmm. and I and I feel I, it's more of like you feel bad, yeah. Of like why why did we go down this route? Um, it's such a powerful performance, and I think that it's so intense. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe back when the movie was released, they did, but I feel like it's kind of a performance that's now sort of been like forgotten about, and I don't think that it should be because it's such a good performance. Yeah, it's been on like my Netflix watch list for like a while and i like, would watch been, the movie I, I, would. I really want to watch it like the minute that i saw her and i saw that it was uh charlize i was like wow yeah it's it doesn't even look like her no like, completely different person um really really impressive work um yeah so charlize theron in, in monster is one of the i think one of the all-time great performances and you know in American cinema. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you hit me with some of your honorable mentions? All right. So I got three. Um, I got Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams. Um, just blown away by her performance. Like people are still talking about it. Um, I know. I don't think you saw it yet. It's pretty good. I think you would think you would dig it. It's funny because actually the day that you recommended it on mm-hmm. the podcast, I was over at my girlfriend's place and her nephew was there mm-hmm. and he was like, did you guys see Wednesday? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, but uh, I heard it was pretty good. He's like, it's awful. And his mom was there too. And they're, they're both like, we had to shut it off. It was so bad. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what? but I don't take, well, I don't take there. She, she's like into, she like only watches Tyler Perry film, Tyler Perry film. So I'm oh, like, eh. yeah, no, <laughs> no. Um, Kathy Bates 
as Annie Wilkins in the misery. misery. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, and then my third one was the one that I thought that you were actually going to pick. Uh, Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. He's so good. Yeah, it is perfect. You have Timothy Chalamet who's going to be playing I, a younger Willy Wonka. My my fiance is pissed about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like she does not like him already, and she also is like a huge, huge fan of Gene Wilder being Willy Wonka. I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect thing. And and it is kind of strange because it's kind of telling a story of like, I guess how he became what he became, but that's kind of ruining. Yeah. The magic, the magic of it. And like, you don't know, like that's the whole point is you don't know. Like when he's talking about how he rescued the um, Oompa Loompas. Yeah. It's like, that that was like one of my main issues with uh, what's his name's version. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory was like again they show you him like in the woods in the jungle, but it's like you, you the whole point is like you don't know is he lying is he telling the truth you yeah. have no idea the whole thing is just is just smoke and mirrors exactly. So it's gonna be a little I mean I'm gonna see it because mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm, I have to but <laughs> I have it's to one watch of my, it. I mean Willy Wonka is like one of my favorite films of all time so mm-hmm. it's basically a perfect film. Um, so like I got to see it, but I mean, it is going to kind of, I think ruin, like there's going to be a little bit of like a bad taste in my mouth. Cause oh, it's yeah. like the whole point is like to not know his backstory. Yeah. Like it has to go like leaps and bounds for you to be like, I like for you to walk out of the film and be like, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real. Uh, I mean, there's so many and I almost don't want to do any more just because like we could, we could like yeah. do more episodes of this. So Most I don't of, wanna... like the Marvel stuff. Like I, I could go on and on about, about honorable mentions. Yeah. So I don't really want to do too many or any at all on my end, just because again, we can probably do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to like steal any, any potential um, people. So I'll leave it at that. But yeah, those are some of our picks for some of our favorite performances and just some of the best ones that we've seen. Um, so I have a television show to oh. recommend. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of The Bear? Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You had time to watch it. <laughs> uh, no. I f- randomly found this show that I never heard of. I'm not a huge you know this like i don't really watch a lot of television shows or television series mm-hmm. um or streaming service sh- series or anything like that i'm more of a movie person um so i may be compl- like really far behind this, there's two seasons of it so i can't be that far behind mm-hmm. but um i mean there might be a lot of people like yeah duh like everybody's talking about this but i don't i didn't know mm-hmm. um there's a show called kevin can fuck himself Yo, so it, my brother is watching this and and told me like it's amazing. It's so interesting because of like the the separation between like what the husband sees and what the wife sees. Yeah, so the way that it's shot is like when the husband is there, it's kind of like his world. The whole yeah. show revolves around him when he's in the scene and it's shot as like an old school early 2000s like sitcom. You have like the laugh track in yep. the background and I mean it's perfect. Like it is it's like Everybody loves Raymond. Like, it's mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, and then as soon as he leaves and then the wife is left alone, it immediately, like, cuts and the lighting changes and there's no more laugh track and it's really, really dark and dramatic. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just, like, this wife who kind of, like, hates her husband. And and she's just trying to, I guess, like, figure out a way. I've only watched a few, a handful of, of uh, episodes, so... There's so much more to, to probably unpack. Yeah. But I will say that, you know, the few that I've seen, I am really impressed. Yeah. And it's such an interesting and unique concept. And it's so cool to 
like it's such a creative idea mm-hmm. um and i love that i love creativity like that so so to see like this kind of like dude when that first cut happens of like the the sitcom part and then she goes into the kitchen and it, and she's by herself and there's the, the the lighting changes dramatically and everything it's just like so jarring it's so good yeah that's on my like after i finish the bear like that's the next thing that i'm gonna watch because my brother literally just told me about this like a couple of days ago yeah and i, I just was like found that it. sounds like super interesting it's really really cool uh so that's my recommendation um we are going to be doing a movie that you've probably never heard of okay uh called the outfit came out last year 2022 mm-hmm. i believe uh and i think you're gonna like it okay the outfit so look forward to that zach take us out i guess thanks for listening now frank roll the credits